Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Evening all. Welcome to the Three Devs and a Maybe podcast. Apologies already for setting off to a rather negative foot there with my rather bad impression of whoever it was. Hope you're all very well. This is the Three Devs and a Maybe podcast. Uh, I am your host for this week, Lewis Keynes, and I am joined by Edward Mann. Hello. And Michael Budd. Hello. I like doing that, you know, like, hello. It's like that bringing them in, you know, bringing the audience in. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure it's going to have the effect that you, you think it might, but <laughs> like, by all means. And stop. Delete this out. I can't believe you wasted my bandwidth. I've, no, I've, no longer down the drain. I've, I've no longer done the worst part of the podcast so far, so thanks for that. <laughs> How are you guys? Everything good? Uh, shall I go first? You can go first. Yeah. Then. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it helps if I pick sorry. someone. Michael Budd. Tell no me about you. Tell me a bit about yourself. What's your name? Okay. Where are you from? Uh, what you been I up am to? Married, male. Uh, ASL. Kent. Yeah. It's a family exactly. show. Yeah. Sorry. Like, keep long walks late. on the beach. Um. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um. Yeah. No, I'm all good. Uh. Do I have anything to, exciting to tell you? Um. Uh, I hope break. so because we're recording a podcast. I know, I know. I was just trying to think of some exciting programming stuff I do. How's work week. going? What, what projects have you been working on at the moment? So, at the moment, uh, I don't know if this is top secret or not really, but I, I guess it's okay. You're, uh, you're in good we company. Are, <laughs> so, we have our uh, content management system, a very good content management system, if I may say so myself. And basically, uh, we have an asset manager, and we've given it a bit of a, well, I say a facelift. It's kind of like a lot of stuff under the hood. We've, we've stripped out a lot of stuff, and... Uh, uh, kind of recoded a lot of that, refactored a lot of it. So um getting quite happy with that. It's just taking when a little you say while. Asset, when you say asset manager, do you mean uh, within the CMS or you employ someone who looks after all the... Uh... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah. that's... laughs> it, was a, it was a joke, but it was such a bad joke that it wasn't obvious that it was a joke. I'm in a weird mood. I, this, I, evening. this could I go wrong. <laughs> yeah, just uh, within the CMS. And uh the tricky bit of it has been getting that balance of Using a bit of Ajax and and keeping the whole thing running smooth. I mean, I, and I've discussed this several times with you guys, but I do love Ajax and I love that whole user experience and stuff. But at the same time, I'm also very wary of like the junk that you build up because you're you, not really. Have you when you were using like Angular and Backbone or? No, one? not really. I did start to think about it, and I was getting a little bit worried about how big some of my scripts were getting actually. And I think I, I was getting to hell. that point. Call back hell. We all love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You do, I remember you talking about promises, like, you know, using that. And that definitely helps kind of structure the code in a more readable That's fashion. something new I've been looking at. And the reason I did that, well, amongst other things, was really kind of like, how do you manage that whole, okay, someone triggers an Ajax event, and then they start clicking away at other stuff. How do you control that flow? You know, like, oh, well, just let it finish doing what it's doing before it goes off doing more stuff. And that's a... You know, real issue. You kind of uh, do yeah. want to kill the UI. You just like ignore yeah. the UI, and you have that like you know the white screen, like kind of you know where it all goes, and like not responding in Windows. That's when it's exactly. in the. It's when exactly. the, it's when you yeah. do. Do you, work, do you work in raw Ajax, or do you mainly are you mainly jQuery Ajax oh, like myself? Always jQuery. Yeah, I <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I would not want to do it the other way. But, always um, use a library. There's no yeah. point in dealing with all I, the I, different. Yeah, yeah. I watched a couple of tutorials on raw Ajax and. Yeah, I didn't. I nearly ran a mile. I thought, Christ, yeah, good. Thank God for jQuery's way of doing yeah. this because it's 
so so brilliantly done. It's it's so easy to work with, isn't it? I think just from a readability point of view, it's so much better. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, yeah, I've been testing that and just been testing with huge numbers so i've been testing with like um over three thousand images because i think that's a pretty good test that's a pretty, pretty good scale like uh, what yeah. different resolutions as well big yeah. Sort of, yeah and i don't think many of our clients will have more than that but uh you know it's scale i, I, I like the fact you're there. talking about testing at the moment it's a very good testing? You know, yeah it's a very yeah. good kind of you know direction. yeah yeah uh, but on that subject sorry uh i won't hold the mic for much longer but uh i don't really have any uh, I know we hate this word, hot picks, but uh, one thing I, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to catch up and listen to a few podcasts. Um, obviously, I listened to. Well, we talked about your. Did you listen to any, any, any good ones in particular? Or? No, no, there oh, were some guy trying to do a fake uh, Scottish accent. Yeah. That, uh, that? that was really racist, to be honest. It was. You know, I was like, quite, quite disappointed by it. him. I was like, how can I call him a friend? <laughs> and he just... uh, I will come on to your podcast in a minute because your podcast is awesome. And Ed. Yours was uh, very listenable too, as well. But uh, yeah, just, <laughs> on the subject of Ajax, cause I don't know about you guys, but I just always, always return JSON. It's just such a, just so nice to deal with. Well, that's an interesting but, little thing you were talking about because I remember mm. you said, yeah, yeah, so JSON, obviously XML yeah. is another big one. Um, yeah, yeah. That's where Ajax came from, isn't it? Asynchronous JavaScript and XML. But obviously now we use JSON all the time, JavaScript object, object notation. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I did hear uh, Douglas uh, Crockford today. He was like saying... Oh, what, 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 what? He, was said, that the, podcast, he said the or? J in Ajax stands for JSON. Yeah, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so what, but, was um, that a podcast or was it like a... Because he does quite a yeah. few... Like I, I remember listening to his like... He did like a, a Yahoo kind of series yeah. of like the history of programming or like history. It's a really interesting like, thing of JavaScript and stuff. So was this like a podcast he was on, or did he his own podcast? Or exactly, he was on um, .NET Rocks, which you Ooh, very got choice. into. I love that podcast. I think um, those guys still need to check this out. I'm, I'm oh. to it, yeah. It's a really interesting because it's it's kind of obviously it's to do with .NET, the framework and stuff. But and I've got a podcast recommendation this week as well. Actually, it's quite a good time, and uh, <laughs> you know, to do with .NET as well. But you can take these away and use them in your own languages as well. I think it's kind of material that can kind of yeah. spread across. All languages oh, or many languages. Hundred percent, completely agree. It's the concepts, isn't it? Don't forget about the language, take the concepts. But, um, but yeah, he basically the thing that really struck me was that he was saying that because I don't, I'm not sure if he made, he came up with JSON, but he certainly had, you know, huge. He's um, a big part of ECMAScript as well, like the standard and stuff like that. Building, yeah, yeah. He's but, a massive, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if you've read his book. Uh, Douglas Crockford, the good parts, the JavaScript, the I good parts. You tell, yeah, I know you've plugged it to me. It, quite I a few mean, yeah. any time you look at JavaScript, everyone will always. It's like God. It's like the Gang of Four, but you know, it's like the design pack. It is like you should have read. You know, you need to read this. It's a very good read. Yeah, yeah. But he was basically saying when uh, he came up with JSON, he got death threats from like all the huge, you know, XML evangelists. They were oh, like, geez. "You can't believe it, can you?" That people would take it that seriously. Yeah. But yeah, anyone who's listening, check out that podcast. Uh, the .NET Rocks one with uh, Douglas Crockford's really, really good uh, listen, actually. And the next one I was going to uh, yeah, um, plug was my good friend, Lewis Keynes. Who's he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some guy. Um, He's Scottish, isn't he? Because I remember he did this Scottish accent. I was going you know? to plug myself, but I can see no need. Carry on, sir. <laughs> but he was a special host for David Connolly's podcast, and uh, I he kept it very quiet, kept it under the. Uh, I under did, the yes. And uh, it was sneaky, sneaky because actually I I contacted him like during I think the podcast. I can hear I, like a uh, oh Skype's yeah. going. Oh, I was thinking oh that's me being annoying there. 
Um, I recorded that li- literally before we um, recorded crazy. with Phil Sturgeon last week. I, I literally signed off for that one and straight into the album. You're like Apple, you know? Wow. They, they release a language just out of the blue, you know? It's like, and this happened, you know? So, yeah, so did how, you... did it, how did it come about? I mean, what happened? It was, it was really weird. I was just at home one night on Skype, and I'm, I chat to David on Skype occasionally. He's, he's, a really, he's a really nice bloke. He's an interesting bloke to chat to. He's always got bits and bobs going on, and I just sort of said hello, touch base with him and everything. And he um, he asked me, well, he said, first of all, that he's just flat out at the moment and he's struggling to get um, to get his shows out once a week. And he's got a couple of people in the pipeline to record some stuff for him. And he wondered if I'd be interested in doing one. So and I was like, whoa, okay. I don't know what I'm really going to talk about, but why not? Let's give it a go. Uh, so I said to him, what, you know, what should I talk about? And he said, talk about whatever you want. I said, well, do you, do you think maybe... You know, my story with into Golf. web development might be interesting. Well, coming from that into web development, it's, you know, it's not the typical mm. route through the universities and stuff that people might expect. And I thought, you know, there might be, well, particularly like my first job interviewing experience and the build up to all that. I thought it might, you know, if, if it hasn't helped anyone, it hasn't, it hasn't, but I, I thought just thought, you know, listen. it might. I really thank you very much. Yeah. I know, and yeah. the way you're able to record it on your own, and I learned more. I, I've been friends with you, you know, friend with you for well, almost two years now. Like we've been, you know, close colleagues, and then good friends. I, I had an I had an order really of, order of things <laughs> written down, but it's trying to find that balance between having material in front of you to run through, but not make it sound. like I still it's been can't too believe rehearsed. you had a stag do the day pretty much. You literally left for your stag do yeah. the day of the test. I just yeah. That to yeah. me is just like wow. That's uh, experiencing the full spectrum of emotions in twenty four hours. I can tell you that. It's like one minute you're nervous and anything, and then the next minute you're completely and utterly. Yeah, and when I got to Magaluf, that didn't last long. That disappeared <laughs> quite quickly. But no, yeah, he he just asked me, and I what he asked me on the I don't know maybe the Friday night or something like that, and had to yeah had to had to make sure I I kind of had the list of everything I wanted to talk about in front of me, and then just try and go with it. So, I mean, yeah, it lasted 20, 48 minutes, which is 45 minutes longer than I thought it would. So, well, I can't remember what the show's called. What did he call it? He called it Web, <laughs> Web Development Words of Wisdom. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go that far, but okay. <laughs> the only thing I wasn't sure about was the, uh, the music at the beginning. That was crazy, crazy yeah, music. Yeah, I, I didn't quite understand. That was there not was like, me. Yeah, that's There was like a that. weird yeah. piano <laughs> happening. I was like, <laughs> we were in like a bar, you know. It was one of those like, hey... You, you're yeah. here to meet me. I'm here to meet you. Blind day. Oh, I've done this. <laughs> this is awkward. Exactly. But, and then there was another. Oh, sorry, Luke. Go on. No, I was going to say I've listened to loads of those shows, and uh, I don't know. I've been following it for a good couple of years, so it was a pretty, pretty big deal for me to be, to be asked to do that, and I was really chuffed to uh, that it seems to have gone pretty well. So, oh, it's great, yeah. great podcast. Cool. Uh, Carry on. It's another good podcast. Uh, who was it? Oh, yeah, Ed. Ed Man. He's a loser. Uh, He's a loser. Yeah, flying solo. Well, not flying solo. I, I had, had a, a, a special had a guest pal. on. Yeah, it pulled out, yeah. and it was a yeah, it was a really awesome podcast. Like we had yeah. some very yeah. good feedback on it, and picking yourself up there, I like and it. Mike, oh, Mike, no, no, did he no. did he run it past you first that he was going to do this, or did he He's did he blank you just like he did me? He, I, I had no idea. I didn't no even idea. know this was happening. I thought we were I, a team. I thought I we were in this together. <laughs> I was I was trying to pin him down to do it. You see, whoa. I know, okay. that sounds very wrong, but you know, trying to be, and yeah, I mean, like, yeah, because just having him on was great. We'd be able to talk about it. Was, it was, I honestly, like, you know, I 
hate to compliment you ever, but uh, it was a really good listen. I listened to yours and I listened to Lou's podcast. And I thought they were both. I actually genuinely really enjoyed listening to and both. You thought, they were really why good. do we need Mick anymore? No, joking. Love you. <laughs> Most of the stuff you and Paul talked about uh, is Paul, right? Yeah, it goes over uh, my head too. It I was know. over my head. But I love talking really to him because he teaches really me so much about this devil stuff and all that yeah. stuff. And That's yeah. not my area of expertise, but it was really interesting and uh, I'd like to learn more about it at some point. But GNU Linux forward slash X as yeah. well, because obviously, you know, this is confusing. And it's nice that you know he's he's gone on Twitter to just slag off my website, which is well. Good. I think I'm surprised. I think, it's not trending, Joe, I, think you know, I think we we are building like this thing. Well, you've changed it now, which is sad. But obviously, then he did find the way back machine, which I'll put in the show notes. Oh, don't worry, guys. So um, and you'll be able to. And I love the fact there is actually a way back machine with your hacked website as well from a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, you can see it hacked. I'm like, and it's really weird. And I looked at their source, and their oh, source was awful. And I was like, like, I was like crossbones yeah on and i was like if you're a hacker don't don't hack us please but um you know if you're a hacker like at least do good source so i was like this is ugly javascript the thing is i, was, I wasn't really that annoyed because they could have done a lot more damage than what they did so what did they actually do then back they in just the changed like the index page that was literally it uh i don't know i can't remember what it said but it said like uh, sorry i can't you know uh but you know you've been mm. hacked by and it come up with like teletext type that you know it like it was yeah typing it out it's quite interesting. Wayback Machine's awesome. I really recommend that for like just looking yeah. at old websites as well, like Yahoo and Google back in the day. If we're plugging podcasts, I have one to add, actually. Yeah, no, please. I, I, I tweeted about it. I listened to a couple of the loosely coupled ones. They're brilliant. Those guys are really cool, actually. I really recommend that one. Awesome. Quite like they quite like the down to earth vibe on it. They're, uh, you know, they're not trying to talk, you know, talk people out of understanding what they're talking about. They're just talking which normally. Is the of our podcast. Is, uh, and yeah, the, the Ed podcast that we've been talking about is basically a free devs and maybe podcast, but it was like a special one that was released on Monday. Well, um, I was just going to say, I'm not going to say the dirty words of hot picks, but it was, before we go on to our main topic, picks. is there anything you, you guys have uh, used this week that you wanted to plug quick or, well, not quick. You can take your time, whatever. Lewis. I don't think I have encompassed anything new this week. I've, I've come across a couple of interesting things through work that I'll, Discuss in due course. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have got a uh, well <laughs> on the running on the theme of podcasts. Um, a podcast that I've started listening to. Um, I love podcasts. There's a reason why we started a podcast was because we like podcasts. Um, yeah. and it's called Coding. Oh, sorry. It's called CodingBlocks.net. Now, it is a primarily a C sharp directed podcast, but they do again. You know, you can take this into the PHP world as well. You know, like you can. You expand it to other languages and then the, the latest episode design patterns and it's the creational design patterns and we I, I was actually pegging an episode for us to do design patterns and talk about it and pretty much they've done the best job i've seen online for it so going I'll, I'll put it in the show notes for it it was a really good episode and they've got some really interesting stuff on c sharp but in general stuff as well so it's a really interesting listen um about an hour and 40 minutes i think of just creational design yeah creational design patterns and stuff so yeah, I watched that podcast after you recommended it, and also we were talking about this like before. But uh, I was listening to the bit about the factory patterns and stuff, and an abstract it, factories and abstract factory factories factories. Yeah, yes, it can get quite confusing with the older. But then they were talking about reflection, and uh, and we were saying, I, I said to you, I was a bit annoyed at the time, but like I, that, that's like a fairly new concept to me. It's only something that I came across like at uni. And like I started using it because basically I found it on Stack Overflow, and it solved the particular problem that I so, had. So what is so for the listeners? What is reflection? 
oh, why do you keep doing this to me? Uh, basically, it's kind of okay. I mean, I'm trying to think of a better, good way of describing this. I'm, in my context, I'm trying it's, to think what else. Yeah, please dig sorry, me out of my hole. Sorry, man. Uh, it, it's like <laughs> it's like runtime analysis, isn't it? You know, it's like saying what have I got at the moment? Like you can do stuff like reflect on yourself. Like what has this class got? Is it got these yeah. methods? And you can do some really powerful things. But as you say, like it yeah. can be used for evil and. In my my context, in a, in a noob kind of state, really, I was kind of like I had this like coursework project where I had to like almost like a paint type program where you could have different shapes and all that kind of stuff and and different actions. And I was trying to work out a way like oh, I want to move this left, but I want to move this square or this triangle. And and I was using reflection to uh, to sort that problem out. Reflection? Are you a fan of reflection? Would you say you you uh, you know? Because I remember when I when I did the masters for it, like there was a uh, that the, one of the coursework was heavily you mm. know, use reflection. Um, I kind of think of it not as a hack at all. It's a good tool for what you can use, but you can use it, obviously. thing is, you can use everything for evil, um, but it's kind of like yeah. pattern matching. <laughs> pattern matching um, pattern yeah. matching's like a thing that you get in Scala and stuff, and Clojure, like, or Haskell, sorry, and, you know, like being able to kind of do switches on different types, but without doing the whole reflecting kind of yeah limits it so i don't know what was your opinion on reflection well basically like um yeah i had this coursework piece and i i got what i wanted to do about it working and i was really tough myself and i must admit i used something from like stack overflow i was really happy who doesn't I, I think i think who doesn't look at stack overflow at least once a day for a problem they have i think exactly exactly but uh <laughs> i remember the would go out of business if that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you wouldn't get anything solved because it was gone <laughs> But yeah, I was I was end up mentioning Nick. Yeah, my good friend Nick. Um, he's like a pro Who Java is Nick? programmer. I, I think I think we need to uh, get him on. Nick McDowell. Yeah, I know we're we're, we're negotiations. We're yeah. trying to get that sorted. We'll, but, we'll, um, we'll get the contract sorted. Yeah. <laughs> people are talking. Yeah. You now are people talking to his people? It's a, it's a bit unfair to get him to look at my my code really. But he uh, yeah he basically like oh yeah reflection you want to avoid using that and it kind of annoys me. Not not he annoys me, but. That whole concept annoys me because I hear so many people say, "Oh yeah, reflection is bad. Shouldn't shouldn't do it." And then it's, it's like, it, it's "Oh yeah, but we use, use it." Yeah, it's, it's and Swing of, uses it right. Well, the Swing so, has to use it. So, like in the world of Laravel, actually, uh, it uses it mm. because it it's able to like do dependency injection. Um, you know, like the idea that you're able to say like this controller needs these things, so it yeah. actually has to reflect on what interfaces you want, and then it will work out from that. You know, from the IOC that type of thing. So. Yeah, I don't think it's really, really bad. I just think you can use it for evil, obviously. Um, well, that's uh, that, that's my main gripe, though. Is it's like, well, okay, fair, fair enough. Say something is bad, but then don't use it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I think it's like uh, saying to me, "Oh, smoking is really bad," but I I smoke fifty a day. But yeah, don't use yeah. it. Is that do what I say, not what I do? Whole philosophy. Yeah. I, I do that. I find that in programming quite a bit. Actually, it's like don't dev on live, but then yeah, dev on live. It's like, well, that doesn't make actually sense. Then does it? You know, you're not you know beating to your own drum you're kind of yeah. lying but i think in the end you actually gave me a, a better way of doing it which was uh some sort of can you remember what it was it was like a uh was it pattern but um i think it was a design i think it was the strategy pattern strategy pattern thank you yeah and that was a much better cleaner way of doing it i have to admit but yeah it's just that whole thing like people say oh don't use it and then they do use it and it's like well it's confusing that kind of thing like if you're a beginner programmer it doesn't help you at all you know, like give, I think you're gonna get. Give I think, advice. I think, I think, with all kind of de developer, like you know, getting in, you're gonna get kind of 
the the both ends of the stre- uh, spectrum, aren't you? You know, like one yeah. person says, yeah, one person says, no, you know, you should use this, you should use that. And I think I think as you come along as a developer, you kind of learn your own way. And I don't think yeah. any way is wrong or right. I think it's just the way you do it. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's perfectly good arguments for both kind of way, you know, in a sense. And yeah, yeah. but that epic yeah. tangent again. But yes, so I recommend yeah. definitely that coding blocks... Um, yeah, podcast. that was a good podcast, actually. Yeah, I um, it. And that, that's my hot picks done, really. I've already got one. I'm there. It's a big one. <laughs> you said the words, hot picks. Hot picks. Uh, it's going to happen, isn't oh, it? Oh, actually, I do, well, I, I, I do have one and I don't because I actually ended up not using it. But I did try it. I tried Track.io, Mike. What do you oh, think you? Of, yeah, what do you think <laughs> of it? it? Well, apart from the fact that it was it was way more than I needed, I just, ended, I just needed like a simple task manager. So I'm just using Trello now. Yeah. But... Just thought it was a bit ugly. It's really ugly. I completely agree. But How what I didn't like about it was that, like oh, you geez. say, it has the, the interface texture. was ugly, not not the actual yeah, thing. Yeah. The, the <laughs> code is actually really needs, good. The designer yeah. should be shot. What you <laughs> poor but person? I think just some, I something was, like that. You want it to look nice, and yeah, you know, it could yeah. at least be like Twitter bootstrapified or something like that. Yeah. I the generic bit, yeah, just chuck bootstrap on it and you're all golden. <laughs> that's my that's my default. Uh, like, that, we're developers, that's what we do. We're like, it's bootstrap though. It's like, yeah, that's that's like five five weeks ago now. It's like, oh. Damn, you could get on board on that project. You could do all the styling for them and stuff. You know, because I think, I'm pretty sure they're still looking for like contr- uh, contributors. So um, That's cool. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, this I, is in no, no way crit- criticising what they've made. It, it looks yeah. absolutely incredible for... I'm imagining, like, for, for massive projects with a team of people on it, it's probably absolutely perfect. But for yeah. someone that just wants a simple to-do list, it's a bit of an overkill. I agree, man. And Trello is so good. So Tre- good. So what, for the listeners, Trello, is, is that like a... I think it's like a whiteboard type. It's like a notepad. No, like a note table, yeah. like a board. Well, yeah, it is like that. You just you have... I think they're called boards, as it happens, actually. And you just you just have a to-do, a, d- a doing, and a done like, notes file. on it, like... You just yeah. Add, yeah, you just add a card and you just drag them from one 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 thing to the you other, can and you pin can a just... to do to a certain person and that kind of it's stuff. Like, but... Everyone do the work. I want to chill. Yeah, yeah. But as I, as I was saying, actually, the, I think before we went on here, that the only bad thing about having one of those is that, well, in my case, that I've been adding to it all day, so I've been just adding <laughs> stuff on my own to do list, which. Yeah, why have I got this work? Who gave me this? It's like actually, it was yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. My, so I, my aim is to like tick off at least like three of those a day. You know like what that. though? My my main gripe, and uh, I probably shouldn't say I'll probably get shot by my boss if I do say this, but Basecamp. I don't know if you guys have used it, oh. but I think it is a big solution for many companies. Isn't it? I just think it's awful. Isn't that the one that, that? So that's DHH, isn't it? The Ruby on Rails guy. He is it? Yeah, that's his kind of product. Yeah. So, you've uh, so, so we won't get any uh, Ruby people. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love you. No, I don't. Uh, oh, it's another one. It's another project management thing. Yeah, it is. But it's a paid for service, and uh, I just don't rate it at all. To be honest with you. Really? Uh, so I haven't actually yeah. used it in a commercial setting. It was more just me playing around with it, and I thought it was okay. Well, I just, you know what? Again, and I, I really do hate complimenting you, Ed, but. Like the system that you I built you. for, like a unnamed company, we used always. Oh, it's perfect, for. wasn't it? It was yeah, really. I would really use that good. now. I would. Definitely I, would. Use that now. I, I don't think I've used anything that's better. Flattered. Yeah, it was a good system. Like, and, and the until, the quick tell tech, which, which which um which popular PHP framework did you make said um platform on? I Ooh. used uh, Kohana. No, I used uh, <laughs> Code Igniter. It was my first ah. kind of. 
yeah, commercial. Was, was that hard for you to admit? Or uh... no, I, I, again, I don't <laughs> mind. Crying right I've, I have learned. You know, I did it for my dissertation at university. Code Night was a massive part of it, and I don't mind at all. So yeah, finally, uh, Lou, how's your week been, man? My week's not been too bad, thank you very much. I'm, uh, I've now launched my my final, my other freelance project that I was working Ooh, on. So I've got a bit more free. free you, you're free. Ish. Well, it was in a state. It was in a state that it could go live, which was nice. But there's still stuff that needs to be built on it and, and content and that needs you, to be this finished. This was using your uh, own framework as well. This is using uh, my Elkane's original framework that now, still doesn't have, have a name. That's what I was going to say. Is the name in still impending or? Have you actually... The name is still pending, yeah. I, can't, I can genuinely I, can can't I, think of anything. Like... What I wanted to talk about with my week are a couple of issues that, that I've just come across, which I thought were a bit weird. One of them was, do you remember the coo- I spoke to you about the cookie thing that I noticed? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if this is for a specific reason. You'll probably know why it was happening, but uh, basically we've got this whole session, well, I've built, we've got the session init method when um, the framework gets launched, and... It sets cookie params. If you de- if you define a cookie URL, it will set cookie U params. Uh, I've disabled that locally because it's not really needed, is it? Or, or it might be needed. Do you need do you need it locally? Do you think? Or so what is is this for? To use to use session set cookie params locally because it was just causing um, causing logouts and stuff when I was working locally. Ah, uh, so, so we I had that problem because we have that problem where um, it it doesn't work with local host. You have to have a, a like a two level domain oh, yeah. or something or something yeah, funky I, like local.dev or something like that it has to have a like a tld kind of yeah but anyway the, the problem that, that i've that i've realized with it is if when you define that cookie url if you like for example i've got my i've defined my base url and the cookie url underneath it so quite often i'll just like copy and paste them like to be the same thing but if you've got like the http dash blah 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 in the yeah. cookie url then it never actually it doesn't like the, protocols it doesn't like it, it the Cookies are very picky things. Um, like I remember, actually, I actually read the spec, and it's like the most confusing thing. I mean, it's what it's, it's not as bad as email. Email is the worst spec to ever read. But yeah, as you're saying, like yeah, the, like the protocol. It doesn't like protocols. Um, you just have to put like the pretty much the domain, isn't it? It's just like, it is literally yeah, just the www. Yeah, blah blah blah. blah. Otherwise, yeah. I was I was just sat there for like pressing login, pressing login, and then I thought, oh, let's just see what um what session cookies are being generated, and nothing was. So yeah, that was why. That was, why, that was what the problem ended up being. So I thought that was a weird one, but yeah, quite a lot of frustration. It's one of those. It's a hit. It's easily it's solved. One of those, yeah. Well, that's the trouble, isn't it? Because always there's an easy solution. It's like, and I just need to change this one character. Yeah. Another interesting problem I've got. You know, I, I, this will be about the fourth or fifth time I've talked about using um, set error handler. Okay. Yeah. Have you got? You guys have used that? I assume at some point. Yeah. Uh, the only time I came across it was when we talked about it in our podcast. Oh, okay. I thought, wow, I should use that in the future. But yeah, please tell me more. It's it's good, except that I use it. I use it um, obviously for the for the production environment. It keeps firing off emails of of errors that of things that are wrong, of things that aren't actually breaking the website at all. I know it's obviously erroring silently, but they're things that I just can't replicate. I can't actually oh, make. Right. Them, I can't actually make them happen. So, 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 how, 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 what can you like give a kind of generic example or just, just little subtle things like in, uh, in one of my classes, like it keeps telling me I've got an undefined variable and stuff like that. But then I'll go onto the site and I'll use it and I'll, and I'll test it all locally again and everything will work absolutely fine. And I just can't, what, I can't what, get is it, it. Is it a variable then that you have like declared and stuff like? Looks, everything looks fine. It, it, it's, I, I cannot get it to, to fail. 
when I'm testing Isn't it. Isn't that the all problem all where, the, can... where the user has, you know, it's like I, this and you can't replicate the bug. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's almost like our thing is just like, yeah, cannot replicate bug. Go away. The until, problem I, until is, I can. The problem is when you end up with like 500 emails and you've just got this constant stream of emails coming in. You, just have, like, you have to filter them. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. But yeah, I can't, when even testing them, actually going on live and disabling like this error function and just literally going like, just go for the old strict error debug. It's just not, not giving me these errors. So I don't know what's going on. It's really, really weird. Just this set error handler sending off, um, sending off the email to me is picking up. Could it be various bits and bobs? Are you using the uh, mimicking environments, or I thought that, but I've started to get them on where I, on my DigitalOcean server as well now. Oh no, no, but have you got like the exact same like setup? Like your local and debt live is. Um, DigitalOcean's pretty much the same. I think they're both PHP five five, but on the on the Media Temple one we use for work. No, it's only like five point three point something. I think but, maybe try that, maybe because that could be just a specific on a dot release or something. Yeah, could be. It's odd and it's frustrating. I could, but, yeah, definitely. That that doesn't sound uh, fun. Yeah. So anyway, that, yeah, that's about that's about everything I have to report for the moment. So yeah, so this week we're going to talk about testing. So Mickey, why do we care about testing? <laughs> Maybe you don't. Maybe that's your problem. I don't know. I know, um, yeah. Just, it works first time, surely. I mean, that's what the client thinks. You know, it works first time. You know what? I mean, I, I'm in Dave's ground here. And obviously, I should tell the listeners that I do unit testing all the time. And I am the perfect programmer. But I'm not. So, <laughs> but in the certain situations, you know, I do make sure I do it. Um, and I've said to you openly before that I do it a lot more with Java than I do PHP. And... I'll start off with that reason if I can, if that's all right. Yeah, go for it, man. Because obviously we do primarily talk about PHP in this podcast. And I do think PHP obviously is a little bit more of a setup process to, to get to the environment where you can test. Whereas things like Java, obviously you, you start off with JUnit. It's there at your fingertips right out the box. Um, and I kind of had a little look on Wikipedia really to find out what languages do give you that out the box. Well, that's it. Um, Cause like to, Java, so it's actually part of the language, or it's more that it's a library that's heavily, it's heavily kind of enforced, isn't it? That I suppose it's yeah. more kind of the people that use it. You yeah. use it for like mission critical stuff, banking. Yeah. It's like yeah. if I do get this rounding error wrong, then you we have, are got, yeah. Yeah, we got yeah. epic clusters. So when yeah. you think you've got like programs that keep planes in the air, yeah. that's when it becomes you want to care. Okay. Yeah. I mean, putting up a website for your mate Dave is one thing and then but other stuff that's you, okay take it a little bit further now you're building a shop for your your uncle gary uh can you imagine doing something you've not tested absolutely and he calls you up a week later and he said well why is this not you know you just realize yeah. actually yes i didn't yeah. do this final part that actually got him paid um yeah. i completely agree and and that's what testing is yeah. about but then testing i suppose i kind of uh, sorry i completely cut you off there but we're testing huh? like um there's so many different I mean, we test all the time, surely, because we do this REPL loop. We re-evaluate print loop. You know, we when we're learning, we do that. You know, it's like, oh, is this going to break it? And we, we you know, we, we like play around with languages and stuff. And I suppose when yeah. we get confident enough, we're like, oh, I know that's going to work. And we just push it live. Uh, we're always going to test because yeah. we do test it. So what is, I suppose, the testing we're talking about here, is that manual yeah. testing? Or is it more the idea that the computer tests it itself and we kind yeah. of 
get away from you know having to do it manually at every time did you imagine well, that that's every time yeah well exactly yeah so this is where you know you want automated testing right but I guess this is where I kind of differ from you and Fraser a little bit on your opinions and the fact that that you always talk about developers being pessimists that we think this stuff's going to break and actually I from what I've seen in my personal experience is that sometimes developers are a little bit too too cocky actually, I think I think that's a funny maybe, yeah because I suppose because that was a discussion we had like a, yeah. a couple of weeks ago like my idea was like you know designers are optimists you know yeah, uh, yeah. Know, like, yeah we can you know do this this and then us developers come along and we're like no no yeah. it's gonna happen it's gonna break and yeah, yeah. as you say I think you've seen another kind of like side to the coin of it you know where like actually people are well developers yeah. actually can be quite cocky and quite yeah arrogant in fact that it's gonna work of course it's gonna work but then yeah i'm like then I, instant my instant thing in my head comes in how do you know it's gonna work well that's it and again i mean this topic is so broad and we could go off segue in all kinds of directions but i guess a lot of it is to do with like okay so the broader topic is quality analysis right of software and testing is a part of that but in terms of the testing and, and the, the qa really I think a lot of comes down to the culture of the business or the agency. Yeah. And I've, I've had it both ways. I've worked in a, in a company where there's heavy accountability. I've worked in a company where there's a no blame culture. And honestly, I can say I don't like either of them. <laughs> so that, you know, I don't know how you please me, but it's a very hard uh, balance to strike there. I th- yeah. I think, I think that's a good, very good kind of diplomatic answer as well. Yeah. Um, I think testing, not- testing is, we do it like this is this is yeah. what I, I think I, the one gripe I have with people is they're like, well, it's going to take me a lot of time to write yes. tests. Well, yep. but then you're testing all the time. And, and it, yep. I think it's that kind of quick fix type thing where, you know, yeah. oh, it's easier for me just to manually test this. Yeah. Now it is. But then could you imagine the fact that you're going to manually test this every time it goes live? That kind yeah. of builds up. Like, why not write an automated test that may take you another, you know, five, ten minutes, and then you're able to just run it, seal green, and you're golden. Like, sure. And of- this is where the misconceptions come in. And you're absolutely right. Uh, there's loads of them. You know, it's going to cost me loads more money. I think. I think. I think this podcast. I think. Do you know? What? I think actually, the, the cool thing about this podcast. I think real world testing. You know, yeah. like. It's fine that we can pretend that we live in a world where we can test like mission critical stuff where we, mm. you know, code, you know, every line of code goes through yeah. four or five people and then it gets pushed, you know, or it goes through seven, ten, you know, and, it, you know, constantly. That. No, we live in a world with web design development, which is, up, you know, the podcast is that, you know, you you could, if you wanted to, dev on live in a sense, you yeah. know, and be kind of a bit renegade. Um, and I think, I think. Yeah. I kind of like with this podcast to kind of go for the fact that actually you will get so many benefits out of unit testing and testing in general. Uh, like, yeah. You know. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there is certainly a reality factor. I mean, like, I mean, you both used to work for a guy who famously said to us that he used to work for a company where they said that every line of code cost a thousand pound, right? Because the amount of testing they did. And that's very, very cool. And that's fine if you're. BAE systems yeah. or, or, yeah. or, or well, HSBC. It, it, well, this is it. I mean, this is it. You know, if you're a mission critical, you know, you've got the infrastructure to do that. But yeah. if you're a, fr- I suppose, you know what I'm going for? Freelance guy. Yeah. I'm a freelance, freelance guy, guy and I'm working with WordPress or something. Now, in that kind of environment, yeah. now, yeah. you know, it's a very hard thing to say, well, because how, where's the infrastructure in that? Uh, it yeah. goes, I think it then goes down to, in the PHP route, like, you know, mm. 
it becomes a time when you realize that we're not just dealing with CRUD systems. You know, we're then dealing with domain logic or business logic that's specific to an application. And, and I think PHP as well, uh, like obviously we've said so many times, it's kind of grown bigger than its original scope. And because of that now, and, and, and every business now wants a web front end. It's not like before when... Well, they want SPAs. They, they, they want... They, they literally just think they can replace... I mean, it's the yeah. whole things with... You know, like we, 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 well, we did a podcast, uh, that's going to probably come out a couple of, in a couple of weeks about C sharp and Java. Yeah. Um, and, you know, their idea was web forms and it was literally, let's just port the idea of how we develop applications for desktops to the web. And it, it doesn't work that way. You know, no. they're two different dynamics and that's yeah. great because then it allows, you know, different kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, all these misconceptions and, and all those excuses aside that, does testing actually take you so much more time? Time plus developer equals cost, I guess. And that's, but it's, it's trying to convince the head of an agency or a boss that actually you could add in testing at, and it's not really going to add too much time on. And in fact, the benefits of that is that in two weeks time, you're not going to have to be debugging so much because you've got those tests there and hopefully you've got those automated tests. So if you have to do your regression testing, you can just fall back on that and it's hit a button, green light, boom, everything's working. I think there's two different dynamics where we come from the world of we want things to be right and we want to do this automated thing because it's cool and it's fun and it is the yeah. right way to do it. And then there's the business world of the instant hit. It's that yeah. kind of like, well, I'm, you know, the hours work there, where's the slot? How many, how many yeah. more lines of lines of code have you, you've produced for me? You know, yeah. Well, you know, and something you you know, because I I have had this in the past with clients. I um I actually said to them, I did say, um, I'm going to spend, you know, I, I understand that I probably spend twenty percent of my time unit yeah. testing or testing in general. Yeah. Uh, and by that I mean I'm not actually going to test it myself like that. Or I'm going to automate testing. I'm going to write tests and stuff. And I actually openly did say this on a freelance project, and they were like, well surely it should be right the first time and i kind of yeah and, and and i can understand from a client perspective you're buying a car yeah can you say to you know say you're buying a car from like you know yeah. Hyundai or you know honda yeah. it's like um it may break down well hang mm. on a minute i thought you you know i thought you yeah so it, but it's a very different dynamic it's so, a very exactly and you've just come on to one of the points of my notes which is this this difference of perspective of the, the motivation behind testing is twofold. You've got the producer perspective and you've got the consumer perspective. And using your, your analogy there, it's like, okay, well, you wouldn't go and buy Hyundai. And it, I don't know, other brands are available. You wouldn't go and buy a, a, a car, um, and expect it to break on the way home. Obviously, I'm sure it does happen now and again. You get the odd lemon, but you wouldn't expect it to happen. It'd be quite rare, right? And, and you'd like the confidence, the fact that I suppose it's almost the salesman in, in yeah. kind of the world, like, yeah, it won't break down. And you'll believe them, like us developers. That's when I always think we're kind of pessimistic where we're like, well, it may break down. I'm sorry, yeah. you know, but we're kind of, we're kind of, you know, realists. Um, yeah, but exactly. Yeah. So you're, you're testing for the consumer there because you don't want that reaction. And from the producer perspective, you're, you're pumping out those cars and then suddenly you find yourself on watchdog because 10,000 euro cars that were released from one factory don't have functioning handbrakes and people have all died. You know, it's like, it's yeah. a two-way thing and it's a mutual relationship and you want to have, it's, well, it's craftsmanship, isn't it? You know, you want to have that good software and you want to have that reputation for producing good code. Uh, 
but it is that issue of that time and cost situation and that that's it's the balance really isn't it it's almost yeah. it is like you know it's the it's kind of like a seesaw where you're trying to get it in the middle yeah know, like how much time do you spend and and the thing is is I, I know you know like people who go down the tdd route yeah and yeah. they're very 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 good at that yeah very you know passionate about yeah, it yeah and, and also they they very good at uh, well they're very effective in that route yeah um, uh, but then you've got others and and i think that kind of gets with this you know like with our audience and stuff like so say okay well i understand now testing is very useful um yeah not only automate or not only uh manual testing you know with me mm. just checking the browser works so i'm actually going to write some tests now i'm yeah. going to take up some time you know write some slock you know sort of code that will not see the light of day to the user you know it won't yeah. implement a feature it, it, yeah. it will cost them money probably it will cost you more money um yeah that's what i'm fine with i don't mind you know as long as i know producing mm. so you know you go down that route and um i suppose firstly it's like the limit of how much you test yeah um and how much abstraction you do and stuff like that but also i think we're testing i think we're testing it's it's one of those things where do you then give it off to another person? Like, because you know, you, hmm. as you were talking yeah. before, you've got QA. You're like, do you then say, look, I'm the designer, I'm the developer. Like the designer, you know, they're going to design it. Developer, they're going to develop it, and then you've got the quality assurance. You've got someone, they're going to test it. Now, I personally believe that it actually falls on the developer. Like, they're the yeah. guys that wrote it. They're the guys mm. that should write some specs for it. But there is a there, there is that kind of you know you do have very good QA people and stuff. So I just want to talk about like QA yeah. and kind of well, the, where the boundaries are. Firstly, they get paid a lot of money. I was looking on the web just before this podcast, so that's the main thing. Uh, but um, I think, in all seriousness, I think probably the main issue with that is we're not very good at taking a step back and thinking. Well, because we're so ingrained in what we're doing at that one time. And, and, and that's another thing. I think, you know what, the, the gripe I have, and I've done this to myself, is I know this problem at the moment, and it's fresh in my mind. No, it's not going to break. You yeah. come back to that in a month, right? And you yeah. tell me that you know exactly what's going on. It's the same with commenting. Yeah. It's the same with everything. And tests are great documentation. Because yeah. you can go to tests, and you can look at a unit test, you know, a suite of tests, and be like... I actually know how this works now without even looking at documentation without because you know and also you know the edge cases because obviously that's what you do in unit testing or testing is the idea that you deal with like the edge cases and you're like oh that's yeah. what this is meant to do um I actually find in GitHub and stuff I actually I draw, I am drawn to uh, you know code that has tests and I actually will look at the tests before even I look at the documentation just to see how like they reflect on each other which is very sad but yeah yeah I, I think you're absolutely right and I think the other thing is as well, though, but I mean, at the moment, we're kind of concentrating on like all the the issues that might come up and preventing them. But also, like, and I mentioned this in one of the other podcasts, and again, my, my friend Nick McDowell, but he would argue as much about, okay, testing, okay, things go wrong. He would argue as much as that, that it's actually going to help you produce nicer code. Because without going into integrated testing, if you're using unit testing in the way that he does, and... Uh, and TDD, you want to keep your classes as loosely coupled as possible, right? That's because a really, that's testing a really, becomes that's a a really good point. It almost structures the way you design stuff. Exactly, and that's that's his argument, and I think it's a really good argument. And in fact, if you know, it's been really publicised on the web, hasn't it? The whole Kent Beck Google Hangout, and he's not 
defending himself, but he kind of says, well, this is why I use TDDs, that, that because is, and, that's you know, how I learn. I, I don't know if we come from different kind of perspectives as well. I think we do, like, I don't know if yeah. you're more, you're more kind of the idea that you test, you write the test before, Yeah. you know, you yeah. do write the code. And, and I come from the fact that actually I'm probably the opposite, where I will write the code and then yeah. write the test. But we end up in the same goal. Um, yes. And, but the thing is, is both ways, you're, you know, in the way you you know the way you know with writing tests first is you're 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 pretty much forced into thinking of how am I going to write this testable? Yeah. Um, now we had when we had Joe and stuff, you know, writing well, you know, we're not dealing with the test problem. Um, I think there's a balance with everything. I think it's yeah. always balance where you know you want to make something testable, but you don't want a mock of a mock of a mock of a mock. You know, you don't yeah. want to have to. I'm having to abstract this. It's going to have to abstract yeah. this. We're going to make an interact of this. You know, even though it's you know, I think you have to deal with the problem. And I think web agencies find it hard. Um, yeah. to kind of grasp that route. And I think, you know, because I think, oh, it's a it's a big company problem. You know, oh, big companies should use that and automated testing and then CI and stuff, continuous integration and stuff. But we shouldn't because we should just be pushing code. And, and I don't believe yeah. that because I am very much the guy who would happily spend hours, right? I would happily spend less of my time writing code and then writing tests to make sure my code worked. Because I like seeing all green, and and that may yeah. be just an addiction of me. I love the green. I love it, you know, to seeing it. Well, yeah, I completely agree. And I, I've never ever ever launched a like e-commerce site and not thought, oh, you know what, for the first day, kind of like I hope everything goes okay and everything's okay. You, you know, like nothing's going to go wrong. It, it is legitly, you know, your heart is just yeah, it's yeah. Dry, you know, you're so scared, and and it's because you know you've tested it, you test it manually. Yeah. In a lot of cases, we, and I think that's where we're trying to. I think with this episode, I think the best thing is to sign up, direct it at people who yeah. are kind of hesitant at you know unit because you're going to get people who've got the they've got the but it's called the test bug. Yeah, where yeah. they're like, oh, testings are great, you know, and that's fine, mm-hmm. you know. We're I think trying to be real realist of it, like we understand mm-hmm. that it can be hard and that it is a money cost and stuff, but and it's not exciting. Is it? To it's be, not, I mean, because it's not a feature. It ain't. Yeah. A, it's not a feature request. You know, it's not yeah. a new funky thing that you can do. Um, it's going to feel like you're delaying. Yeah, I, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose moving on. Like, so, what type of testing is there that um, we can do? That is a very good question. Um, I've got. I've got a couple that I can. Yeah, if you want to go. Yeah. Um, so, so we've got unit testing, obviously, which is yep. what we've been talking about. And the, the idea of that is really what in the name is is that it's units of code. It's the I'm going to test this one, and it's this singular, this one class, and how it works. Yeah. Um, you know, the idea there is that you all use mocks to mock, say it's a user class or something, yeah. or mock everything else. And, and the idea there is to pinpoint that if there's a problem with these tests or if there's a with the system, I can then pinpoint that this is the problem with this test because I know it's that class as well. Um, yeah. You're then going to have your integration tests and integration. This is where it gets. There's a lot of different naming conventions and everyone has their yeah, own way. Sure. Um, I go by the fact you've got unit testing. Integration is when, like the name says, you integrate. You, you then combine these. And this is as a developer, you combine these together. Maybe then you start playing with the database being, you know, well, no, sorry, but you, you, you interact with each other, you know, and at a very, again, it, it, it goes by the fact that you're able then to pinpoint still. It's all about pinpointing where the problem is. Uh, yeah. Because when a, it's easy, this is the thing. It's easy when a system's very small. The slot, you know, the lines of code are small as anything. But when it becomes big, that's when it becomes a problem, you know. And and it slowly creeps up in you. And this is when I found personally in my freelance career, like I've realised, wow, 
this is why people do it this way because you know you can yeah that you know it, it's that small things like at the day at that hour you're like oh no i don't need to unit test this because i know this but you don't remember this and you don't you know so you've got integration testing and integration then you've got functional testing and functional testing is when you're kind of you're hitting so so in the web context say in that kind of sense you're hitting kind of uh a test database you're kind of hitting the real thing almost abstractly you know so you've yeah. got that kind of thing where your user then you're hitting a fake data you know database that you know has test information on and stuff um and then finally and the functional testing in that sorry in that case is i then as the developer think this is what you want you know this is what i've given you you know i've done my unit testing so i know everything individually integration i understand now everything works together like uh individually components work together maybe in like couples or maybe in truples and stuff but then functional is like i now know this works in my context you know like that in my fake you know my fake scenario of what i feel you have this works then you get acceptance testing and acceptance testing is when as you were saying mickey with qa and stuff um that's when the client comes along and says this is what the actual client wanted um it's fine we kind of perceive as well and i think i think that's another thing like you have like behavior driven development you know and test driven development like the idea that the main goal of all these is we want to produce something that firstly works yeah and is right for the client and acceptance testing is essentially is this what the client wanted when we were talking to them even if it's just you know a small agency and we're sitting down saying would you you know you want this crud system working like this essentially all it is is does it do what i want you know they want it to do um yeah. functional testing is the developer thinks it's okay acceptance testing is the actual customer thinks it's okay or what we perceive the customer is wanting is okay mm. i i got this great line from uh, again wikipedia the, the bible of all things which basically said um, software quality analysis encompasses the entire software development process, which includes processes such as requirements definition, software design, coding, source code control, code reviews, software configuration management, testing, release management, and product integration. And that just shows you really that testing is, is only one part of delivering quality products at the end of it. But it is a very big part of it, and probably a lot of those things people think, "Oh, I don't, I don't do any of those." Well, actually, you probably do. You just never really refer them to them as that. But most companies, even your, your small web agencies, will have a certain way of releasing something, pushing something live. They'll have a process, but it is a combination of all those things. And and there's this whole, you know, there's jobs out there, isn't it? Like software architects, and whose whose roles are a little bit more abstract and uh, taking a step back. And I think, you know, like we say, testing is just a, a small part of it, but it is very important part because ultimately that, like you say, it's that, it's that green light telling you that the code works. I do kind of think, well, I mean, you've seen, you've seen it. I've seen it. How many times have you seen like a developer or even yourself like write code where you know you would have done it completely differently if time wasn't a factor yeah. and you weren't being yeah. pressed? Oh, it's real world. I mean, and I, frustrating. I, I, I kind of hate the real world excuse. Um, I put real world as being um, I love I love the idea with a company or, or a place where you, the real world does happen you have deadlines yeah you go back and you do fix them yourself because I find I don't know I'm sure you do as well I have some code that I'm like you know during the week I'm like I want to refact I hate this I know yeah. I've got to ship yeah. this but I want to go back you know yeah and you do you know like even in your own time just because yeah, it's like exactly. I just need to fix this I just don't like this it, it, yeah. it's in my brain it, it's kind of you know and yeah. 
with testing and stuff like it's just an, almost an, a level on that it's like it allows you to be analytical on you know units of testing yeah. you know <laughs> units of, of code like yeah. you know and being like okay that and and even you'll get that with tests as well you're like oh didn't test this as good as i wanted to and stuff um and so but then obviously you do get into kind of the realm of you know too much testing or over testing um you know everything has to be abstracted out and stuff but mm. i yeah. think just bring it in like just try and bring well, in at least a little bit i agree with you and i mean i i think the thing is, like you say, like it's going to be a hard sell. We've said it so many times. It's going to be a hard sell to your I think, boss. I think but that's the thing. I think we're, we're directing this at probably mid to smaller yeah. web development agencies. But like, what I would say is like, and, and I've had this. I've been pulled up when something I've done it hasn't worked. It's horrible. That's the worst feeling in the world, right? Like you've, and, you've and, and, screwed and, up. And I think, I think knowing in the back of your mind, you're like, we could have done unit testing and it would have been yeah. so much easier and you're shooting yeah. yourself in the foot because to be honest yeah. I know you can blame a lot of people but you need to keep I know you just need to keep yeah. good, fighting the good fight of saying look let's just try it and let's do it because absolutely and if you're the guy who brings it into the company look think how good that's going to look for you like you're the guy well you're going to be the hated testing. guy you're going to be the hated yeah. guy um, you're going to be like <laughs> the guy you know but you are going to at least you'll feel better than yourself because you know yeah. I have um, personally you know working in freelance yeah. projects and stuff and been able to kind of dictate what I want it to be. Yeah. Um, I well, felt a very big bonus out of the fact that I can write, you know, I can say, you know what, I can run yeah. these tests and when I ship it, you know, CI and stuff, when I run these tests and I run this suite that spent, you know, it takes about five, ten minutes to run, but I don't have to do those manual tests. Think of all the manual tests that you're now testing, you know, all that thing, all those, all, and, and that's where we go into um, stuff like code coverage, you know, where, the hot points, you know, what code you're actually hitting and stuff. If you can hit as much code as you can with your tests, you don't have yeah. to do that. And yeah. and that is kind of the benefit, I think, you can tell to the company of we're testing all these hit points, you know, we're hitting all these things without anyone doing it. Yeah. Um, and I hate that feeling. I hate that having to think like that, but you do have to think like that, unfortunately, well, as a kind of yeah. semi, you know, like you do have to kind of look in the business side of things because obviously the real world is that, but yeah, you can no, bring I- it in. I mean, I, I think you, you just said before, like, you know, the amount of times you've refactored code in your own spare time. And I've had that where, you know, you thought, well, my boss is going to kill me if I spend a minute longer on this code, but I'm not happy with it. So you go home and you spend your own time doing it. Well, you, you say to yourself, you're like... It's frustrating. Well, you say, yeah, you, you say to yourself, no, nah, just ignore it. It's only a job, but it's yeah. not. It, it's when you're different because you don't... Your code is your reputation at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, because that, they're going to they're gonna know, like... It's a very yeah. personal thing as well. You know, I'm pretty sure that all three Desna maybe, we all could kind of look at each other's code and be like, oh, that's definitely loose. You know, yeah. like in a personal kind of sense, you know, oh, that's loose, that's the phrases, that's Mickey's, yeah. that's Edge. You know, in a way, yeah. how we word things and how we kind of, you know, do things. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. So, yeah, one thing I was going to ask you is, uh, we also were talking about testing within the boundaries of the class itself. And... When you get out of that, if you start doing things where you're relying on uh, things from a database and you go into uh, integrated testing, which is not ideal. But as a web developer, it's that kind of unavoidable because, let's face it, the majority of the work we do is CRUD work. I mean, you, if so you're not doing CRUD work, I'm going to be like specific. I'm going to say, sorry, that's actually functional testing. Um, oh, sorry. Again, okay. no, trust me, the, the names change yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. I, I go by two routes. In my personal experience, the way I've done it is I've had, I've had three ways of doing it. 
Uh, either I mock it and I pretend like I uh, mocking for people is it essentially is is pretending to be something. So yeah. you know, like you've got to say, say get query, get the users. I will literally give them like an array of users that means nothing, or I will go and get a test database, and it will be just the test stuff. Or uh, for that, actually, in memory database, you can actually with SQL uh, uh, SQLite, you can actually create a, a in memory database so it doesn't actually exist. So yeah, so obviously we've now been talking this in quite high level stuff, uh, you know, kind of like off with the fairies and what we actually you know do. So how would we bring this into the real world? Tell me a real world, you know, like it, well, we're using PHP. That's that's our language of choice. So what what would we do there? Sure. So obviously, <laughs> again, in typical me style, it's kind of like do as I say, not as I actually do. And I, I don't use unit testing on a daily basis for the more big for the bigger projects I do. But what I actually wanted to do was like kind of take it back and, and see how quickly I could get set up with PHP unit. Uh, just so it's a, you know, we can give a fair, uh, reading to the listeners really. So for anyone who's not used it, the first thing you'll see to say would be the best way. I think we would both agree to do it, even though I'm a big, big pair, pair fan would be to use composer. And, um, it's the only way it pairs <laughs> dead. Well, they've actually, they've, they've actually discontinued, haven't they? Their pair support. I'm taking it over. Um, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, PHP unit is best. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, it's still it's still PHP unit. The X unit. Yeah. I mean, like you were saying, you know, Mickey, with like you know J unit, N unit, R unit, yeah. you know, all these. There's the Kent Beck, you know, kind of brought in with um, and extreme uh, extreme programming XP. Um, well, agile approach, which is always very kind of generic. Let's just say we're agile, but we can do anything we want. It's the same with we test, but it's like well. What, how do you test uh you know it's like do you test manually you know so you know you can kind of be both um yeah but yeah but i think you know there is a little bit more of a setup process but that use composer i mean if you go to the php unit website it will show you exactly what they to have do. a great documentation for that now like and they're on four one i think at the moment and the website i just saw before the show is a lot better actually a lot better than it was it was pretty pretty horrible before but um yeah, I mean, we've got an episode on using Composer, right? Uh, basically, the best way to use that, like I say, look at the picture unit site, we'll show you exactly how to use it. And you should be able to get going within 10 minutes. And uh, basically, you, you can set up a test class and just start off with something really simple. Just just hard code something like just put an empty array and just you've got it on the documentation, you'll see all the different uh, methods that you've got. The and assertions and stuff. and, and that, The that, assertions, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's a cool thing because I've um, played around like, Hamcrest is another one, which Hamcrest is one that as Java is kind of like a, a DSL kind of thing to kind of simplify and make it look better. Yeah. Uh, and make it like more readable. And I re- recommend do that as well. But before, as you say, like before, simply go in, load up in Composer, PHP unit. And I think that's kind of what we're directing at. You know, look, go into PHP unit, make the simple thing and unit test it. And it's all about getting the edge cases because they're the one. And, and, and you're, you, oh, you must be like me and Mickey. The edge cases are the ones that get you. You know, yeah. they're the, or even the simple ones as well. You know, like they will get you. You will get bit by it in the real world. In RL, yeah. you'll get bit by this. Why not test for it? Every yeah, exactly. And you think every time that you run this test suite, it's hitting it every time. Yeah. And, and it, you if nothing else, it. I know it sounds really selfish, but like at the end of the day, if something does go wrong and you've got the unit tests, you can show, you can go to your boss and say, well, look, I'm sorry, I did screw up, but I did all the right procedures yep. and I've learned from this. Absolutely. 
and even to the client, you know, you could say, well, I'm really sorry, Mr. Client, we did screw up, but look, we, we did it the right way. And we I did it the right the... way. Yep, completely yeah. great. You know, we just, you know, we, we, we rolled it out the right way, and yeah. completely, yeah, it's not that just. I mean, we all manually test. Yeah, we all yeah. do. Uh, you know, and but I think it's adding automation into that is the the key. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those things that there's so many things in code that you have to do, or else code won't work. Testing isn't one of them. It's left in your hands. You know, if you want to do it, but you need to decide what kind of developer you want to be and how, what your reputation you, you want it to be. So, but we can't force you to do it, but do it and at least try it because. And, and, I've and, seen, and the yeah. funny thing is, is, is again, it will be something like, oh, this, this, you know, this site is amazing. Surely yeah. it was unicested. No, they hacked it together. Like, you know, you, yeah. it's again, again, like as Mickey was saying, and I'll plus one on this, it's how you want to be yeah. kind of looked at as a developer are you a developer that cares about yeah. maintainability you know because again like you're writing tests for something that you've written because then that helps other coders or sorry programmers or code monkeys as we like to call them <laughs> you know, yeah jason farmers you know like be able to actually deal with it and i think the other thing i would say is that people i know who are really good at testers uh and especially like i said my friend who's who you know, a big evangelist for TDD. Who's this, by the way? I'm not going to say his name. He gets a big head. Oh, Nick McDowell. But, uh, <laughs> but because he does it so much, he does it so quick. And that's the thing. It's like, it, it's reps, it, isn't it? Get. It's reps. And, yeah. And I really do think that it, well, it's not going to add on too much to your time if you, if you use it um, so sort of instinctively. So give it a go. And uh, like I say, it has been a bit... Uh, a lot to cover. It's a huge topic, but hopefully that gives you a bit of knowledge and a bit of a head start. Uh, I think the website is it just pitchbeunit.de or something. Yeah, I think. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah go on that. August Google pitchbeunit. I mean, yeah. Packages, yeah. Exactly. Get yeah. the package. You know, yeah. like just have a little yeah. play with that. I mean, there's other ones. There's Codeception, which is a yeah. acceptance testing one. There's Selenium, which is again a yes. functional, more acceptance testing one where you're checking, you know, actually in the browser, which is the same as Codeception, really. Uh, you can get very complex, and I'm sure in future podcasts we will, but I think for the yeah. fundamental, I think for this podcast, the, the, the great thing, I'll, well, the thing I want to kind of really say is give it a go. Like, I know so many people that don't do pro, uh, don't do tests, you know, don't do that way of thinking or that that kind of mindset and it will open you up and it will give you better designs it will it will make you design the, the system better more modular actually um they'll be yeah. loosely coupled you will you will start building systems and i've done myself is more loosely coupled systems because you'll be thinking so how am i going to test this and and obviously there's the balance and there's, there's also you know you know your personal preferences and stuff and and that's fine but really give testing automated testing a go yeah, um, please do. Uh, because I am, I'm well behind, you know, I, I am so behind, obviously, you know, the testing kind of, uh, philosophy and stuff. But I understand that it's, you know, it's fine for people kind of be, to be kind of religious on this front, uh, you know, in a sense. But then like, oh, this is the real world. And I can tell you from the real world, it's a good thing as well. Yeah. And before we go, uh, one thing Lou did mention to us because we completely forgot was to wish our our good pal and co-host Fraser absolutely. Hart absolutely uh, best Hell of yes. luck. Uh, oh, best of luck, sir. He has now yeah. jet setted off uh, this morning. Actually, uh, yeah. he tweeted us saying, "Yep, yeah, he's off and he's actually going on his row." He's he's it's just it's just like a couple it's of miles, insane. isn't it? It's just you know, it's not nothing nothing big. It's just like yeah. I think the boat has an engine. I think. Oh, I think it's secret. I, 
how he's yeah. doing it. Uh, yeah, so he's been in America, uh, in California at the moment, and then he's actually now rowing to Hawaii. It's amazing. Which, the I, more I, I think of it, the more insane I think he is. Uh, bless him. Yeah. Uh, all the best, all four of them, uh, all four of them, and uh, Pacific Rowers. I think it's yeah. PacificRowers.com or .org. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, please yeah. sponsor them. And, yeah, great, yeah. great work. We are missing him on the uh, show, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, great his sweet tones, his sweet tones. Well, guys, it's been awesome having you on. Uh, uh, by on, I mean, like, Lou uh, came and goes. Like, unfortunately, <laughs> he had things to do, unfortunately. But, yeah, he came yeah. on at the beginning, which was awesome. And, Mickey, it's been great talking to you. Uh, and you, man, it's been yeah, awesome. Yeah, have a good evening. Hope England uh, do well on Thursday or yeah. tomorrow. That is actually. I'm, super, I'm off to watch Spain and Chile. Well, not actually off to Brazil to watch it, but just you are legitly it. off. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, goodbye. Jetting off, my private jet. Yeah, are you going to uh, test it? Though you're making sure. <laughs> <to test it. laughs> Hopefully, someone did. It's yeah. like, I'm not getting on this plane unless I see a suite of tests that I can run. If you did the program. Green. Right, I'm oh, if, if I if I yeah if I wrote the program, it would just be. <laughs> Garwood. Red lights. Yeah, red light. <laughs> You'll be like, beep, beep, beep. Oh, dear. Anyway, listeners, thanks for listening, great. Guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, bearing with us this episode and <laughs> goodbye. Bye. And good night. Not goodbye. That sounds really good. <laughs> goodbye. Good night. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at three devs and a maybe dot com or follow us on Twitter at the number three devs and a maybe. <laughs>